0: Thanks for tuning into the Outcomes Rocket podcast where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural healthcare thinkathon. It's a conference that the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference for more details on how to attend, that's outcomesrocket.health/conference and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I really thank you for tuning in again and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast guest because he is an outstanding contributor to healthcare, a good friend. His name is Michael Walsh. Michael is the CEO of a very interesting company. It's called Caraloop. And at Caraloop, they're actually focused on a fully integrated, tech-enabled caregiver support platform to help working caregivers and families plan for and manage the care of their parents and their loved ones. I recently sent out an email uh, to the list about how big of a problem this is. And I find it very interesting that Michael is very focused on this space. And he's based out of Texas. He's doing some pretty amazing things. They've been able to successfully raise over $3.7 million dollars in private investment capital, which has given them the, the opportunity to really scale, recruit, and do some amazing things. They're working with over 30 employers spanning 100,000 employee lives. He's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Tech's Change, Dallas Business Journal. The guy's doing some pretty amazing things. And so what I want to do is just open up the microphone to Michael to round out that introduction and welcome to the podcast. Uh, Michael, Welcome.
1: Thank you, sir. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's
0: a pleasure, my friend. And so, is there anything that I missed in that intro that you want to share with the listeners?
1: We've only got 25 minutes, so I don't want to bore the group, but no, I think you did a a good job. It's been a lot of fun getting Careloop off the ground the last five, six years. I mean, before that, I I grew up in Chicago. I'm from a big Irish Catholic family. Uh, I went to Purdue University, studied business and finance, I started my career in the management consulting space, working with a lot of uh, healthcare organizations, and was actually my co-founder that came to me. He was a good buddy of mine from when we were kids, came to me with the original idea, and him and I really worked pretty diligently for the first couple of years to kind of figure out what the right way to do this was, and ultimately, it's a longer story, and maybe we'll get into it here in a few minutes, but ultimately, ended up in the employee benefit space and the health and wellness space, working with caregivers and Guiding them towards you know all the solutions they need to make sure that they as a family and the patient that they're taking care of gets towards that positive outcome they're seeking. So yeah, it's a great space. I, I just reading your email again, and you covered off on a lot of it. So I'd love to dig into this some more here while we've got some time.
0: That's awesome, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And the caregiver oftentimes goes, you know, unnoticed. And the resources to help these folks need to be ramped up. You guys are definitely doing a very cool job. What is it that got you into the medical sector to begin
1: with? Yeah. So it goes back to that management consulting point on my bio I mentioned. So I remember the first couple of projects I did. I worked for a firm called ProTivity there in Chicago. And first couple of projects I'm on, I think I was working in like the manufacturing or financial services space and I'm learning a lot. But then I got staffed my first healthcare project for a hospital system, downtown Chicago and was just completely fascinated with how dynamic the healthcare space is. It's one of the most complex systems in the world, as we all talk about. Uh, I know it's a bit of a hot-button political issue, but it just it is. It's so much more unique than manufacturing widgets. So how I specifically got into this, this whole space around caregiving was right around 0910 when the Affordable Care Act was signed. A lot of my healthcare clients at the time Uh, started asking a lot of questions to me and my team about more effective discharge planning, patient care coordination, readmission rate reduction. I mean, these were the buzzwords in 09 and 10 as the ACA got rolled out. And right around the same time, actually, I had a bit of a personal experience with this in my own family where something happened with my grandfather on my mom's side and about a year, she was going back and forth between Chicago and Michigan, being with my grandma and taking care of my grandfather. Well, I mentioned I'm from a big Irish Catholic family. We've, we've got a family business in Chicago. My dad works you know 70, 80 hours a week. So I kind of became the other parent for a while. So I wasn't bedside with grandpa, but I certainly felt the effects of it. And so when my co-founder, Steve Beesfeld, who was working for a big publicly traded senior living corporation at the time, came to me with the initial idea, I'll admit at first, I I wasn't really keen on the idea of leaving my company and going and jumping into a startup. But the more I kind of ingrained myself and the problem and the solutions that we're trying to solve for the problem, I was like, this is just going to be huge. It's just, it's completely, it's white space. It's, it's just a huge gap in healthcare. No one's focusing on the caregivers. Everybody's focused on the patients. You're right. So um, that's a little bit of the background of how I got here, but we're barely scratching the surface still. I mean, we've been working on this for six, seven years now, and we're really now finally addressing this as a national conversation around how do we support the caregivers?
0: Michael, thanks for sharing that story. And you you felt the pain, just like so many people around us. Listeners, you are probably dealing with this right now. And if you're not, you probably have a friend or somebody close to you that is helping a loved one with a disease, with a chronic illness. They need support. And it's a big problem today the toll that we're taking, taking care of our our loved ones. And Michael's focus is so keen on on this. Obviously, the hot topic is caregiving, Michael, but what would you say needs to be on the leader's minds as it relates to caregiving?
1: Yeah, that caregiving is a familial activity. So let me speak specifically to leaders of some of our nation's largest employers and organizations you don't realize it unless you've gone through it. And I know you put this in your email, Saul, but like one out of every five folks in the labor force now is a caregiver. About Mm -hmm. somewhere between 25 and 30 million people out of 125 to 130 million in the labor force. So this is going on within the four walls of your office. You just may not realize it. And when this happens for these folks, the average caregiver journey now is somewhere between three and five years. And the average caregiver and their family members are each spending somewhere between 10 and 20 hours a week trying to solve the puzzle. That's a lot of hours. It is, you know, and it comes in waves and it's not one of these where it might not be Completely obvious to the naked eye that it's happening because your people may be showing up to work every day, but they may be showing up and they're at their desk all day, googling their way through this, trying to figure and out ragged,
0: right? Yeah, how to do yeah. it.
1: So the question around, you know, speaking to leaders about this, just my challenge to everybody as they create their benefit and health and wellness strategies around their employees and the folks in their office is start paying attention to this. This is something that is starting to be talked about as a emotional and financial wellness issue. And it's starting to creep into the physical wellness space as well. Totally. You and I were talking about this. When you're taking care of somebody else, you stop taking care of yourself. Yes. So far less likely to go to your annual physicals and get your vision and your dental work done. And uh, you're probably not going to go home and grill chicken and asparagus. You're going to grab uh, you know, Chick-fil-A on the way to your mom's house when you're going to take care of her. It's, just, it's, it's what happens. So um, we're thrilled that this is finally becoming more of a national conversation and I think there's still a lot to be done to move the needle on this.
0: Absolutely, Michael. And we could look at it as a big problem, or we could look at it as an opportunity to be impactful. And so the puck is definitely going toward this. And so as an employer, you want to be focused, as Michael said, on what you could do to support your employees' wellness and also keep them productive at work because it is a financial, emotional, and physical thing that's affecting our population here in the U.S. Michael, can you give the audience an understanding of what CareLoop does and then maybe an example of how the organization has improved outcomes?
1: Yeah, so when we talk about CareLoop, we call it the world's first human-powered caregiver support platform. So what this means is, is we've created a HIPAA compliant cloud-based application that uh, an individual and their family can use to securely communicate across all their devices. You know, so instead of having these massive group text messages with your family where you've got all this information piled into it and you're like, you know, imagine me on my phone, like, you know, scrolling through, scrolling through, trying to find stuff. It's like, no, no, no. Let's get everything into one place where it can be organized by conversation. Everybody can collaborate around the different topics for their loved one. All the files and documents you're all passing back and forth. And so think your your medical POAs, your durable POAs, your loved ones' advanced directives, their EOBs, their insurance cards, their medication lists, all this stuff that caregivers are having to manage. Like, you know, they've got folders and binders full of this stuff. Simply snap a photo on your phone, upload it. The family can access it anytime they need or anytime you walk into a doctor's office or a hospital. But the real magic of this awesome. is that we give you, the family, access to your own dedicated healthcare professional. So it's kind of a cousin of telemedicine, if you will. All right. So these are full-time W-2 employees of CareLoop. Most oftentimes, they're going to be social workers, nurses, therapists, certified care managers. But We assign one of these folks to the family through the platform, and they're really going to serve the role of concierge Mm -hmm. as the family's trying to solve the puzzle for post-acute providers, therapy, rehab, Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care insurance, medication management, transportation resources, legal questions, all these things that you're trying to solve for that you've never done before as a caregiver, you have a dedicated point of contact who's going to go on the journey with you. So that's Carolina.
0: Michael, that's so cool. And the fact that you've you've inserted the human touch, a W two employee at CareLoop that's assigned as a case manager or, you know, somebody to help with the care. Can you give an example to us about how exactly like give us a scenario? Like how does the family interact with this individual and a typical scenario that they, they help?
1: Yeah, no problem. So normally what would happen is like so take my story for example. There was there was a life event that we encountered where my grandfather had this aneurysm and suddenly the family's having to shift around to figure out how to do this. Yes. Well, in that story, if we had called CareLoop, our team would have gotten us all into the platform. takes just a couple of minutes to get a case set up, get everybody invited in. Everybody registers their account, creates a password, comes on in. The coach gets assigned, And one of the first things the healthcare coach is going to say is like, Hey, I'm reading the notes on the case here. I'd love to schedule a video conference where we can all whiteboard out exactly what's going on so all of us really understand the various facets that are going to drive this process, the health and medical, financial, the legal. So from there then, everybody has their marching orders. The healthcare coach has what they're going to do. The family has what they're going to do. And from this point forward, most of the interaction tends to be through the application because it's really just easy to text back and forth. But at any point, if you need to email, call, text, or video conference with your coach, you can schedule it. Uh, we actually can record those video sessions and post them back in the portal so you can rewatch them later. Wow. If you need. But that's having that human to really like from the very beginning of this say, okay, we hear you. Take a deep breath. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. That first piece of a caregiver's journey tends to be, it can be hours, days. Stressful. Dating, right, of just figuring it out. Yeah. So if we can eliminate all that and send you down a path where you actually drive towards that successful outcome for your loved one, and save you all the time and money in the process. From that point on, it becomes a lot of maintenance. Usually what happens, Saul, is there's this return to life moment, we call it, where everything's fine, we've solved it. But inevitably, with healthcare, especially when you're talking about elder care, something might happen again three days, three weeks, three months later. And it's just as simple now as hopping back into the app, posting a message to your coach, and you pick right back up where you left off. Very cool. Super powerful having the healthcare professional there.
0: It's super powerful. So you go on there, you go from frantic to centered because you have somebody there, a concierge, you use the word, I like that, to help guide you and the family. You could re- you know, record the sessions, get everybody caught up and everybody organized. And so that's pretty awesome. Thanks for, for walking us through that. Yeah, definitely. Now, Michael, there's probably, you know, there's so there's there's various facets to this, right? I mean, there's there's the people that care for family that had an incident such as a heart attack. They just got out of the hospital. How about for that long term care person that's, you know, less acute, but more so needs things like medication adherence, getting them to the doctor,
1: etc. Yeah, as far as just strategies for these caregivers, if it's not a serious issue, like uh, they've been diagnosed with cancer or Alzheimer's or chronic illness. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Like my loved one has had some sort of life event and it's not one of these where they're without being insensitive. They're not on their deathbed. They're not going through palliative or end of life care, but it's something that they are recovering from. And I am having to spend my time. A lot of these questions that we get are more around, you're right, strategies or more social determinants of health. How do we get through this without having to spend significant amounts of time and money. So something as simple as like finding a Meals on Wheels program or a lot of caregivers yep. don't realize that Amazon delivers food so that you don't have to do, do it every day. Or from a mobility standpoint, instead of you having to leave work to take your loved one to the doctor every week, do you realize that Lyft has a fantastic program that does this that you could use? Like, so a lot of these resources that we've curated you know, and awesome. bring to the table, it's just these little things that can really save people a lot of time, money, and stress. So so it's very applicable to what you're talking about, so for sure.
0: That's so great. And you just go in there, you have the opportunity to see what else is out there that maybe you and your family didn't know about. Now, listeners, if you're dealing with something right now, doesn't this sound awesome? For me, I just, Michael, I I was working with my grandfather. He got a pacemaker and yeah, the family was working hard to take care of him, figuring out how to do things. Like this thing would have been a godsend.
1: Just to have that person, Saul, just that you can tap on. A lot of our members, it's less even about what you're talking about, where it's, I need options or resources. Sometimes they just want to talk to their coach to sanity check. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing. Does this sound right? Just having that healthcare professional to bounce off of that you could just shoot a quick message on your iPhone or Android device too, and they can be responsive to you within the hour about what you're doing. You'd sleep better at night. Totally,
0: man. And you know, it takes me back several months ago, we, we had an interview, uh, it's about compassion and, and the fact that you're not alone. Sometimes you feel alone. And you know, we had this interesting interview a couple months ago, Michael, where the guy from Health Tunes was talking about, if you're sad, you actually feel better when you listen to sad music. And what happens is uh, you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. And so in the same way, Carol Loop provides a coach where you are not alone and you're not alone. And, and there's so many people out there like going through what you're going through, but it's just that check, like Michael said, that you're not alone. And, and I think that in itself is a wonderful thing to experience when you're in a, in a tough spot of taking care of your loved one. Yep. Well said. Michael, tell us a time when you made a mistake, failed, had a setback, what you learned from that.
1: So this question, I'm, I've been sitting here thinking about this. I feel like I fail every day. Like, you know, that's that's a good thing because every failure is an opportunity to learn. But Amen. I think a fun story to share on the CareLoop journey here was actually how we started. And how we started was a, with a product that is nowhere near close to what it is today. I think our mission is <laughs> very similar. But when we first got into this space, we actually had designed a product with a user experience that, Instead of getting you a human, it was completely technology-based. And what it did was it took an assessment that gave questions to the caregiver to answer, and it would match them with the right types of resources that they needed. And what we found with that first product was is that people that are going through this as caregivers, a lot of the questions that we were asking them, they didn't know the answer, so They had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, and these, to us, these weren't hard questions. Like, they're, they're the same questions that we're asking now. But with a human there to really explain and, and clarify the impact to the overall story, it's much different. But we huh. designed the experience such that you, you would answer these questions as a caregiver. We would match you up with the right resources and show you these resources and allow you to connect with them. But what we took away from this the first 90 days and we were seeing that a lot of these caregivers were dropping off of our system because they didn't know the answers. The devil was really in the details here because if you looked at the data and analytics, this was how we discovered the path that we really needed to follow. Uh, we discovered that most of the people coming to our website were coming Monday through Thursday between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Wow. So this is what really opened our minds That's to, wow, these people are at work. Like, yep. So how do we account for the fact that they have a problem, but they really would benefit from talking to somebody during the, the work hours so that they don't have to spend all their work time doing this? So that's really what allowed us to pivot and, and change the UX of CareLoop to what it is today. And that's it's a fun failure story, like it was not <laughs> so fun at the time. It's never fun to have to go back and tell your seed investors that you've got some things wrong. <laughs> that's right. But very proud of the team that we've put together and the experience we've created for caregivers as a result of some of those early learnings.
0: Michael, that's outstanding. Thank you for sharing that. And kudos to you and your team for actually having the insights and not missing those signs. You know, it's so easy to fall in love with your technology and ignore the problem and the solution that you could actually be providing them. So what would you say to date is one of the proudest medical leadership experiences that you've had?
1: I kind of just hinted at it. The biggest thing I'm proud of, I mean, we've, we've done some really cool things all the last few years, but um, I got to tell you, man, just watching this team that we've built, yes most of the folks on our team have had a personal caregiving experience as well. So there's naturally a lot of passion and empathy anyway in the group for solving this for others. But I am just so damn proud of the, the team we've put together, the work they're doing, how tied to the mission they are. I'm constantly finding myself amazed uh, weekly at something I'm hearing from them and what they're getting to do and how they're helping these families and just how selflessly they're doing it. So I couldn't be more excited and, and proud uh, of what they're doing and really, really pumped up for the future of the company with, with leaders like we have. That's
0: awesome. So a shout-out goes out to the CareLoop family. Keep doing what you're doing. Michael's proud of you. And listeners, check these folks out. You know, they're definitely an option – that you want to check out, especially employers, right? This is an employer resource that would fall within that wellness category that is beginning to be more and more important as we evolve in healthcare. Michael, really, I think I'd love to, just for a minute, talk to the listeners about who buys this and how is it used? Give us a little context around that, you know, because I feel like right now, Some of the listeners may be thinking, well, heck, I could purchase this myself or should the employer purchase it for their employees? Can you walk us through the model?
1: Yeah. So it's actually both. So if you go to careloop.com, 99% of what you're going to see is about more of a B2B focus. It's about employers and organizations. And that's really the last three years. That's been our focus. So back to the pivot we made in 2014 and 2015. Really, ever since, that's been the, the focus of our efforts is B2B going to employers and organizations. But that being said, to your question, if there are folks out there that are thinking, well, yeah, I'm going through this now, I'd love to take a look at this, uh, we do have an individual program as well. We oh, don't cool. consider it to be very expensive. Uh, you can call us up, the number's on the website, or send us a note if you want to get started. It only costs $300 for a six-month membership. It's amazing. Yeah. So if you were going to go hire oh you know, a, a geriatric care manager or a, a coach of some sort on your own individually, you'd probably be paying, depending geographically where you're located, somewhere between maybe 75 and $150 an hour. So you could sign up with CareLoop, use the technology, have the healthcare coach as much as you want, as often as you want for six months, and it's 300 bucks. That's
0: amazing. So for 300 bucks, they get access to the platform, the coach, everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the individual program was really born out of, we were hearing from people that had heard about it from an employee who was on our program. Gotcha. So that word of mouth started to creep out when we were starting to create these great experiences for some of these caregivers. You know, they'd talk to somebody at church or at the gym or wherever. And we started getting phone calls from families that weren't part of the employers but wanted to use it. And so we really had to just uh, put a stake in the ground and say, okay, here, we'll, we'll do this. I will say I do expect the price over the course of time to come up a bit (laughs) because we're seeing that there's just so much value in this Yeah. for 50, a hundred, whatever it is ends up being a month to be able to have this as much as you need as often as you need whenever you need it. There's real value in that. There's real power in that. So very cool. Very cool. Anybody can use it.
0: Hey, you know, we talked several months ago, almost a year ago, Michael. And at that point you didn't have that. I wasn't aware that you had this individual resource now and it makes a lot of sense. Listeners, This is a no-brainer for 300 bucks to be able to help you and your family or even a friend, right? Tell a friend, share this episode with a friend that's going through this right now. And just to clarify, the the website is caraloop.com. And we'll also have that in the show notes for you to go back and share it with people that need it. Because this resource is something that will help big time. And as we called out in that message to the listeners earlier, the facts are the facts. We're going to see life expectancy increase. Caregiver demands are going to continue to increase. Resources, time and money are going to be invested in this space because it's a necessity. So Michael and his team are, are doing it efficiently. So I encourage you all to knock down the silo and share this resource with others. Michael, let's pretend that you and I are building a leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 of Michael Walsh. <laughs> so we gotta, we're going to build a syllabus. I've got four questions, lightning round style, let's and then we're going to follow it with a book and a podcast that you recommend to
1: the listeners. You ready? Let's do it. Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? To me, designing systems and processes that allow for collaboration and sharing. It's too siloed, as you just mentioned. You've got to be able to share data across systems and have processes in place that people can actually work together for not just the patient, but the caregivers as well.
0: What's the biggest mistake
1: or pitfall to avoid? Not paying attention to what happens once the patients and families leave. <laughs> <laughs> so quick story here. I mean, I in my bio, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I'm also a certified personal trainer. And it's it's a, a nice. big mistake to sit down with a new client and you can assess them and you can put together a workout plan. But if you're not actually sitting down and talking about what they're eating or consuming when they walk out of here, what are their family members' habits, are the family members supportive of their efforts to do X, Y, or Z in the gym, whatever it is, you're completely missing the point. So not paying attention to what happens once patients and families leave, that's the big mistake to avoid. Love it. How do you stay relevant despite all the change? Create easy experiences, not just for these patients and families, but for the people that work within your organization. If you can create an environment where Hmm. people love to do their jobs because you've made it easy for them to do their jobs, they're going to do a better job. They're going to create a better experience for the patients, the families, your customers. Make things easy.
0: Love it. What's the area of focus that should drive everything in a health company?
1: Bring together amazing people. I said it before, and I know that's hard. It's, I know everybody talks about that, like, you know, the goal is to bring together great people. But to me, if you really understand, and this is where I think a lot of healthcare organizations fall short, is they don't, they've forgotten why they do this. Healthcare is a business, yes, but we're all in this to help people. So really understanding why you do it, and then really screening people to make sure that that lines up for them with whatever it is that your organization stands for. So bring together amazing people, they'll do amazing work for you. And that will translate into great things for the patients and families. It's a
0: great recommendation. And Michael, just to zoom in on that a little bit, what is your preferred method of
1: screening? Same thing. We don't have enough time for it. But one of the very first things we do when, when we're interviewing people is we happen to do a core value assessment. And we yes. see how closely those things line okay. up individually with what they believe to be good core values for an organization they work for. So we know ours, every person on our team knows that our core values at CareLoop are service, empathy, innovation, integrity. So by putting them through this assessment, we can gauge how closely they line up with those. But then it's just getting to know everybody in the team and really understanding their personal story and why they think CareLoop might be a good fit for them. It becomes easier to sift those things out.
0: Beautiful. What's your favorite book and uh, podcast that you recommend on the syllabus?
1: So I'll admit, uh, you know, and I think you'll find this comment to be funny given that we're on a podcast uh, and that I also had a <laughs> podcast. I think you know that. I'm a visual learner and a kinesthetic learner. Uh, so as much as I do enjoy listening to podcasts, I'm a big Tim Ferriss or you know, Reed Hoffman fan. I'm more of a reader. I'm more of a, I like to visualize it. I like to make notes and that's really how I learn. So two of my favorite books that I always love to share, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. Uh, nice. So, Zappos, you know, they sold to Amazon a couple of years yep. ago, but Tony's story is a really great one. And he talks about building culture and focusing on core values and great story. But the second book is a book that my co founder is actually the one who gave me this book years and years ago. And I've probably read it now like five times, but The Alchemist. You ever read The Alchemist?
0: Oh, yeah, man, it's so good.
1: Oh, it's just- my wife just read it again, too. It is unbelievable. It's a book that you could read and reread, and every time you read it, depending on where you're at in your life, yes. you get something different. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. So I love that. I can't remember the exact verbiage of the quote, but like when you want something bad enough, you know, the whole universe conspires. That Like, it's so true. I just got um, goosebumps, brother it's, I love that quote. So yeah, the alchemist. That's that's great. awesome, man.
0: That's such great recommendations. Listeners, if you're running, if you're driving, don't worry about writing it down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash caroloop, C-A-R-I-L-O-O-P. You're going to see links to the books, a transcript of our discussion, the show notes, as well as links to the company where you could sign up to take care of your loved ones and take care of yourself because that's what CareLoop helps you do. Michael, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad that you took the time out of your busy schedule to spend time with us. If you can, just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch or follow you.
1: Closing thought, we've got a saying at CareLoop, and you and I have even talked about it a little bit here that no one should ever have to go through you know, the process of caring for a loved one alone. And that's really why we're here with Care Loop on a family side. They shouldn't have to. So really think about this when you're going down this path. We want to make sure people aren't trying to figure this stuff out by themselves. That's what we're here for. Best way to get a hold of me? I mean, connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter or um, Saul. will You put my contact information on the uh, the show page. Absolutely, We'll will yeah, mean, that's we'll make sure that uh, if you click on the link on Saul's page here, you can get a hold of me as well. As well.
0: Wonderful, Michael. Again, just a big thanks to you and to what you and your team are are doing and a call out to employers that are wanting to make an impact on their employees' wellness. Take a look at the things that are here and then also the individuals that want to help their families. Take a look at what Michael and his team are up to. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, just a big thanks to you, Michael. Super glad you were on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.